What are we talking about? We're talking about hot topics. Hot topics. Yeah, this is this is our first of a quick hot topic. I don't want to call it hot topic, actually. Let's call it what's in the news this what's week. What's in the news this week, yeah. That's what's called this week anyway. But, but I don't think we do this weekly. I just think we mm. do it periodically as something really innovative. Mm. Um, comes to the market. Comes in the market. And on this occasion, it's the GFX, the Fujifilm GFX 100. 100. I thought it was 100S before and I was searching for 100S and it didn't really come out. No. Well, or it did, but- Well, the X100S might come up. Maybe. Mm. X100. Yeah, it would too, wouldn't it? Mm. The old X100S. Yeah. It's always a good one. But yeah, this is the- uh, Why didn't they call it the GFX 102? Because it's 102 megapixels. Yeah, cheeky buggers. Yeah, this they is the- They always do it, don't they? Yeah. You know? They I always guess- chuck a, like a 0.2 or a 0.3 on the end of it or some rubbish like that. Yeah. Like, it's never, a, it's never a 28 megapixel. It's always a 28.1. Yeah. Like, come on. Get real. Yeah. No one cares about that extra 0.1. It's 0.1 more, isn't it? Stupid buggers. This one only goes to 28. <laughs> but this one, this one's got 0.1 more. What do you reckon about it, Benno? Um, I reckon I l- would love to own one. I don't think I ever will. I want two. You want two? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. When you, well, you, you don't know. want to change lenses. You don't want yeah, to change- you wanna, you know, I'd you probably wanna, have three, actually. You're better off keeping your lenses on the camera so you don't get any marks on your sensor when you're changing lenses. It's a big sensor. Mm-hmm. It's scrumptious. Mm. Um, what do I think of it? I think, mm. as, as we were talking about earlier today, yeah. uh, in a personal conversation- It was very personal. Um, I'd, I'd love to print my photos up quite large, like a yeah. metre and a half- two metres large, just to experience a photo that I've taken that big. Because um, I, th- I think it would really give you the sensation, um, well, a lot more closely anyway, of yeah. actually being there, you know, how it felt when you were there and and all that. And um, I'd, I'd really love to do that. And I think this camera, 102 megapixels of oh, Fury. Oh, you can do it. Yeah. Fury, yeah. Yeah. Um, and look, you can you can get that. With, um, you know, by blending you you know, panos and all that sort of stuff, you know, multi-row panos and stuff. Yeah, you, can, you can get, you know, 2,000 million megapixels if you want. Go as big as you want, can't yeah, you? Yeah, giga, gigapixels. Yeah, gigapixels. Yeah, yeah. yeah, people get a bit silly with them sometimes, don't they? Yeah, but it's, it's a lot of work mm. Um, mm. and something I've never tried and probably never would. Well, it's pretty hard to get like a, it'd be pretty tricky to get like a flow shot with a gigapixel. Probably, you've got probably a, a bit tricky. You'd be probably nearly impossible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I dare say. Yeah. Unless you were really good at blending. Or what I've thought about a few times, actually, is I would love to get like four or five, <laughs> no, like six cameras, right? <laughs> Let's get like six X-T3s and set them up in an array uh. so that you've got a wide angle or you've got like a longer lens. So you've got like a 35 mil, mm. right? Six cameras at 35 mil. Mm. And you've got them all sitting on like an array. And this 35 mil shoots this particular frame. The one mm. next to it shoots the next frame, and then mm. you blend them all together in post. Mm. So you can snap them all off at the same time, and you get that. You get the same image shot by six cameras, but slightly different compositions. Yeah, that's a good idea. But the same composition at, when it's all blended together, it makes one image. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. It would be, in a, well, it'd be just as expensive as this camera, wouldn't it? It probably would be. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, 
Um, I was just laughing because we've already gone off topic. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> we're not even talking about the JFX anymore, are we? No. Um, so, what, 100, 102 megapixels, which is really big. I'm not too sure because a lot of the time the it's a Sony sensor, I think. I'm pretty sure it's still a Sony sensor. I don't mm. think it's gone to an X-Trans. I don't think they've got 100 megapixel X-Trans yet. No, um, but it's the first mirrorless that's got 100 megapixels. It's the first mirrorless that's got 100 megapixels. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's a similar size to like a, a 1DX. Mm-hmm. So, it's probably going to sit about the same as a 1DX. got like a built-in body grip. Mm. Um, physically, it's the same size. Sensor, physically, the same different. size. Obviously, mm. yeah, the sensor's four times- bigger. 70% bigger. 70% bigger. I think, or has the 1DS got a- Does they still have the 1.3 crop? No, no. No, it doesn't anymore. No, yeah, it's right. just a standard full frame. Yep. Yep, like it did with the- Because that had it on the 1DS. Mm-hmm. It had a 1.3 crop. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was for- just fast. It's just sport in general. Mm. You know, it was a sport camera, so no one really wanted a wide angle- they probably wouldn't use a wide angle on a sports camera, really. Mm. And most of the time, they're chucking 600s and 300s on it, so it didn't mm. really matter. Mm. But, yeah, so it's got a built-in body grip with two batteries in it, mm. um, and it comes with the two batteries, which is good because the batteries are pretty expensive. Well, that's the thing, yeah. What What is it, like, just under 10,000 US, so, what, 13 grand 13 here or Australian. something? yep. And then you got to invest, like, six grand in, in batteries. Mm. Yeah, I reckon if you- if They don't you, put that in the fine print. If you put if you put eight grand down on batteries, I reckon you'd be pretty safe to shooting for about a month mm. straight. Mm. One shot after another. No, the batteries are 175 or something. Mm. They're not crazy expensive. I think they used to be more expensive. Mm. Um, like six months ago when I was looking at- I was going to- Well, I kind of half thought about buying a GFX, a, mm. a 50S, but mm-hmm. then I decided against it. But- um, yeah, the batteries are expensive, but they're, you know, it's not that bad, I guess. Mm. Um, if you've spent 10 grand or you've spent 13 grand on a camera, what's another, what's another 175 between friends? Yeah. Hey, spend more on other things. Certainly do. Like Coke spent, and hookers. Well. Debile, maybe. <clears throat> Each their own. I was, I was just going to say, this whiskey <laughs> we're drinking is, is nearly 175 bucks. Oh, the whiskey. Yeah, the whiskey. Cheers, Jet. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Thank you for some $170 whiskey. That's right. Not not quite one hundred seventy dollars, oh, but we'll say it's one hundred seventy. Yeah. So not imagine my money. this would be a battery, but you couldn't drink the battery. Yeah, it's a finger. Well, probably die. It's a finger of battery. A finger of battery. Yeah. yeah. It's a- <laughs> don't don't drink the battery, kids. No. Um. So yeah, it's also got it's also got three screens, which Ben um Ben named before when I was driving here. He gave me a call and he said you got you know it's got three screens, so you can look at your histogram three times just to triple check it. Mm, yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Glenn live at 18 year old if anyone's mm. interested. But, um, mm. yep. Lovely. It's, um, nice, it's a nice whiskey. Mm. I don't do whiskey. I'm going to learn. I'm learning. By the end of this podcast, by the end of episode 604, mm. I'm going to love whiskey. Yeah, good. Oh, it's nice and smoky, isn't it? Is that yeah. something that it is? Uh, no. What's the, what's the aftertaste? If that's what you get from it, that's what it is. Um, it's, but it's not a particularly peaty whiskey. No. What's, smoky. what's the aftertaste? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's nice, though. There you go. Clean Ribbit. 18-year-old. Mm. Done deal. Lock it in. I'll buy you one for Christmas. Yeah, great. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be terrific. I'll buy you a 23-year-old. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, we're not talking yeah, about whiskey anymore, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> dear, um, 
Yeah, so three screens. So it's got a, it's got the normal LCD on the back, which mm. on especially on the. I've just actually had my hands on the GFX fifty R. Mm. And I don't reckon the screen was anywhere near as good as on the 50S. The 50S back screen, back normal LCD screen, I thought was significantly better than the X-T3 or maybe the X-T2 at the time I think I had. Oh, mm. no, I might have had my X-T3, but it was better than the X-T3 mm. or the X-T2, whatever I had. Mm. And it was it's definitely better than the, the GFX 50R. So the 50S must have a slightly different screen. I don't know why they would have done that, or maybe it's slightly bigger, or I'm not sure. But it did look it did look better. I remember the 50s being really quite nice. To Could it have been just how it was set up? Because I mean, they were given to you. Um, Could have been. Take it, you. I don't know. I can't imagine why they'd change it. No, well, it's a different screen because it it doesn't flip and twist the same way as our um, XC3. Mm. So it only did the vert- only did the horizontal flip out. Right. It didn't actually do the vertical, you know, when you're in vertical and you can flip it out the vertical way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, the, the 50R didn't do that. Um, they've, so, they've just had the normal the normal tilty screen. Right. Um, but, yeah, the the 100 has the three-way tilty screen, which is good, mm-hmm. which I actually really like. I A lot of people hate on that screen and say that it's not good. They'd rather it just flip out to the side and flip like a Canon, kind of like a Canon 6D2. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, so it flips 180 degrees out, and yeah. then from there you can tilt it you up You can tilt it twisty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I really like the, I like the three-way tilt on the Fujis. Mm. I think it's good, personally. Yeah, well, it's, I guess you're less prone to, to knocking it. Not, you're not going to snap it off as easy. Yeah, and I guess in a studio environment, which, mm. you know, medium formats are Primarily. quite often used, yeah. you'd be wa- walking- you know, from behind the camera to in front of the camera to the yeah. subject or to the, you know, still the still product or whatever or, you're yeah. doing or the yeah. person fix, you know, a wispy. Wispy blonde, hair. Yeah. Blonde Something piece. like that. Yep. Um, and then back behind the camera and then in front of the camera and then behind the camera. And so, it makes sense to yeah. have it all compact and, and, and right there, not sticking out the side. So Yeah. I, I, think mm. it's, I, I think it's much better than the flip out to the side screen. I, I can see the use for the flip out to the side screen, mm. but I- I like the Fuji Flip. Mm. I think that's what people call it, Fuji Flip. Yeah, sure. Um, Panasonic did it with their S1s as well. S1? S1S? No. Whatever that new full-frame Panasonic camera is, they, yeah, did, yeah. The, they did the three-way Fuji Flip Flip. Is it the S1 and the S1R? S1, S1R. Yep. Mm. So the R is the bigger megapixel one. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think the Fuji, the Fuji Flip's good, personally. Mm. Mm. But- um, yeah, um, from there too, it's got so now it's all phase detect autofocus, which is which is bang on. So it's a it's it phase detect versus contrast detect. Contrast detect just just senses like a an edge that it wants to focus on, mm-hmm. where phase kind of goes into it a little bit more. Still focusing on shapes, obviously, because you, you have to. You can't really do it any other way. Mm. But um, yeah, it's just significantly better than contrast detect autofocus um mm-hmm. what you'll find a lot of the time with cheaper cameras will have contrast detect and won't work as well um especially when it starts to get darker so to mm. have phase detect in a medium format with like 425 points or something pretty crazy yeah well um seeing you probably get phase one your 50 50 60 camera um I'm sure it'll have a heap of points, but it wouldn't have 425, that's for sure. No. Um, I don't even know if it'd be all phase detect. Mm. It's probably probably contrast detect. Yeah, Because, right. well, you know, medium formats aren't known to be really sharp or really 
quick focusing cameras as well as no. they're not meant to be fast shooters. So no. well, it doesn't got a, really a, matter. They're typically more for a, a really considered setup shot, studio shooting. Definitely. Um, and Landscape photography. Yeah, yeah, fine. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, oh, yeah, lenses mm. a lot heavier, a lot more glass, a lot more weight to physically move. Mm, mm. Um, you know, so, yeah, then they're not going to be. And I think um, deep review or DP review, mm. uh, I think it's DP review and that's DP review, review, yeah. Yep. They, um, they sort of sort of ragged on the GFX series just saying yep. how um, slow it was. At mm. autofocusing, it's like, well, compared to what? Like, you're comparing it to, you know, an A7R3 yeah. or, you know, 5D4 or, you know, wh- whatever. But com- it's a completely different camera. It, yeah, yeah. It's like comparing a, you know, like one of those, imagine one of those tractors, you know, the big tractors that they do in the mud races, you know, the really big ones with the massive motors on the front of them. Mm, it's mm. like comparing that, even though it's got heaps of horsepower, it's mm. like comparing that to a Ferrari. Like the Ferrari is still going to be quicker, even though it's got more horsepower. Mm. It's the same kind of idea. Just because, mm. just because your A7R3 has, um, yeah, your A7R3 has 47 megapixels or whatever mm. it ends up being. Mm. It's a completely different image to your 50 megapixel mm. um, phase one Hasselblad. Um, what else we got? Pentax or um, Fujifilm, Fujifilm medium format yeah, or Mamiya or Leaf or whatever you yeah. want to use. But it's a completely different image, even at the same megapixels. And that's yeah. what people don't. That's what people don't understand. <laughs> mm. Um, mm. Everything flips around, so you're your aperture goes up. So if you've got a 2.8, it's kind of the it's kind of a 2.0 equivalent mm-hmm. on a full frame. It's the same with your same with your um your crop sensors. So mm. you 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 know if you've got a 10 mil lens on a crop sensor camera, it's a 15 mil for a number. If mm. if you Fujifilm Nikon most crop sensors except for mm. Canon. Mm-hmm. Um yeah you've got a 15 mil but if you've got a let's say you've got a, a 10 mil f4 mm. you really got a 15 mil 5.6 because mm. you still got to times it by 1.5 for your for your aperture as well as your lens length mm. not just your lens length mm. and it goes the opposite way with your medium format so you've mm. got let's say you've got a 110 mil which is mm. one of my favorite lenses on the gfx it's really a 90 mil equivalent but it's a f2 so it's really a 1.4 yeah you know right. what I mean? so it flips mm. down the other way as well mm. and that's what you know, and that's what you've got to understand when you've got medium format going bigger sensor. But then at the same time, too, just because we've gone from a crop sensor to a full frame and you're getting better noise production, all right, it doesn't mean that you go from a full frame to a medium format and you get better noise production. Mm. You get worse noise reproduction. So it ends up being a lot worse at that medium format level because just because of the sensor size. Um, right. Strange. Don't know why it works, but that's the way. Like, a lot of the time, I remember I learnt, well, I did a lot of shooting when I first started assisting in photography. Mm. I did a lot of shooting on a P25, which is a phase one back mm. um, on an older medium format camera, um, digital, and it was 25 megapixels, but it was medium format. Mm. So it was still quite the large sensor. Mm. And anything over 50, megap- 50 ISO, mm. 50 or 100 ISO, you couldn't go any higher than 100 ISO. Yeah, right. Otherwise, the image would be absolutely fucked. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> what um, What year was this? This was 2011. 
Right. Yeah. So we're still using a P25 in 2011, <laughs> which is nice. And then they went and bought a, a phase one. They bought an 80 megapixel back mm. and, and put it on the, the um, 645. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which is that bigger phase one mm-hmm. body, mm-hmm. which also make them the Mia one as well. But mm-hmm. anyway, back on- Back on Fujifilm. But, yeah, so um, it's also a, a backside illuminated sensor, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. Latest, latest and greatest. Mm. Um, so the backside illuminated sensor come in, come in about 2013. I think some Sony cameras had it in 2013. Oh, right. And then the next big step was with the D850. Mm. So that was kind of the first full top level professional camera to have a backside illuminated sensor. Yeah. Uh, it's full frame as well. And the DA50 is banging. Like, I, I haven't met many people that don't like the DA50. No, um, no. Which is, which is always really nice. But, um, and then the X-T3 obviously has it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously a heap of other cameras. But to have a 100 megapixel backside illuminated sensor is, it's pretty, pretty banging. Mm. You know, mm. going to give you, yeah, I reckon I, I'd have, I'd, Pretty comfortable to say that you could probably shoot at like 800 to 1600 ISO on this 100 megapixel sensor. You're probably going to get away with it. It'll be fine. Mm, mm. Um, that's, and to, God, to be able to shoot 1600 ISO on a 100 megapixel sensor, mm. God, you, you're going to, you'll be able to shoot some Astro with your, with your medium format camera. Yeah, hmm. right. Which will be pretty cool. Yeah, because it's a bit, there's a bit of hate there, isn't there? Like it just it. cooks up. Mm. If you did go like I'd like the whole camera would be if you did like a fifteen minute exposure, mm. um, camera's gonna be pretty hot, mm. pretty cooking. Mm. But that's all right. I guess the main I don't know a hundred percent how it works, but the main thing with backside illuminated sensor is you've got you've got micro lenses on the top of the sensor, um, and then on a normal sensor array you've got your uh, photo color filters mm-hmm. underneath the photo, the mini photo lenses on top. You've got your photo, your color sensors underneath that. Mm-hmm. And then you've got some um, metal rings that the, the image has to also pass through before it actually hits the photodiodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on your backside illuminated, it flips them around and puts the, puts the metal rings on the bottom and your um, photodiodes closer to where the actual image is getting captured. So yeah, right. Okay. It just creates less noise. Um, sharper images, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Well, I guess, yeah, if they're metal-y things, then, you mm. know, they're highly conductive. So, mm. yeah, that, that'd probably transfer some interference in all the, yeah, heat or- Yeah, just makes sharper image mm. um, with less noise. Yeah. That's the goal anyway. Um, I hope that's about as scientific as we're going to get Yeah. Ever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into it more because I looked into it a lot when I was- doing videos on the X-T3 mm. um, because the X-T3 has, has backside illuminated sensor too and I just kind of wanted to understand how it worked so I could explain it a little bit in the video but now it's kind of dropped out of my mind. Yep. Because, you know. You don't lose. You, yep. You lose brain cells every day because, <laughs> you know, just the way that the world goes. Mm. Um, and then. Yeah, so you know, I, I think that the other thing is it's, it's a um, – um, it's got ibis, mm. so um, yeah, body stabilized, um, which is just I, I don't know. I reckon this is a, a, a really great feat of engineering. Um, this could you know, nearly be Fujifilm. it could it's, nearly be the perfect camera. Yeah, I, <laughs> for photographers, except I, for the price. Yeah, that and file handling. Yeah, file you, handling. You, you know, 
Because that's yep. the thing. You, you buy the camera, then you got to buy the lenses, then you mm. got to buy the batteries, mm-hmm. then you got to buy a tripod if your tripod's not up to scratch. Yeah, true. Yep. Um, then you need to drop about 12 grand on a computer that will yeah. you know, <laughs> allow you to, to render out these files the way you want and work with them. I reckon you'd, really, you'd but, still you get know. away with a normal computer, but yeah. it's just going to be slower. So what I found, especially with um, the X-T3 files, is that you've got a 28 megapixel sensor. It ends up being about 40, 52, megapixel, 52 megabytes per file mm. what i found on my old canon my xt3 it was 22 megapixel camera and it was a 22 uh, uh, mega yeah. megabyte file yeah so fujifilm kind of double so i would assume your 100 megapixel file would be about 200 megabytes each which is a lot yeah it's big yeah and that's just that's just raw, raw. yeah um, By the time and you do we know the- if these capture are they 16 bit Files or um, files 14, or- I think. Yep. I know you get like 14 to 15 stops of dynamic range too. Yeah, okay. Which is a lot. Yeah. Um, what, um, another good one that I kind of tell people every now and again is that you can- So, your IC is about 21 to 22 stops of dynamic range. So, mm-hmm. from dark to light. Um, most cameras see like How many 12. shades of grey? Yes. We've got 21 shades, shades of, of grey. Yeah. 21 shades of grey. <laughs> Rage. <laughs> Sounded like the um, rage. Rage. Yeah. Rage. 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 Um, anyway. mm. um, yeah. So 21 stops of, of grey, I guess you could say. Um, and most cameras see about 12 to 13. Mm. Um, so, yeah, to get 14 or 15, to get another two stops of dynamic range. Mm. Pretty cool. Mm. It's a lot. That's a lot. Like, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a lot. Mm. Um, it means that it means that you might not have to use. You'll still have to use filters if you want to try to get it all in camera. But you're just going to get a little bit better dynamic range, and that's you know that's the one big advantage with with medium format in general. Hmm. Is megapixel size. Obviously, most of the time, me- medium formats are bigger, larger megapixels. Oh, that, that's the thing. Like you, you've got um, what is it? Yeah, where the the pixels each pixel. Yeah, you, you can get your, you know, your your five T three S or whatever fifty megapixel roughly yeah. fifty megapixel. Um, you nick on at what forty six? What are they? Forty ah forty forty six? Yeah, yeah. Um, you do it for 7R3s, blah, yeah. blah, all that. Then you get medium format. Yeah, and the sensor size is seventy percent larger than a thirty five yeah. mil. So it means that each pixel's got so much more room to breathe. Yeah. So you know, and and it um. That whole heat thing where, you know, it just doesn't heat up as much. It's just, yeah, they're, they're a lot um, better. Just more efficient in in the way the, the file looks more than anything. So, you've mm. got more detail in each file. So, what I find with, especially with the 50 megapixels, the the um, GFX, the 50S and the 50R, is that even when you zoom into 400%, mm. it doesn't look blurry. It's still, you've still got a little bit of detail. Yeah, right. And it still looks... It still looks decent, even at four or five hundred percent. Well, you just can't really do that with, especially with crop sensor cameras, because you, because mm. you're, you know, the detail in each sensor is each, you know, uh, megapixels a lot smaller. So, mm. um, yeah, and God to have to have five stops of dynamic, five stops of of stabilization to is. You know, I think I was saying this to you before as well. Is that it's not going to help you. You're not going to be able to do like a a three second exposure with handheld, this hand, yeah, handheld. No. It's not going to happen. Like, no. but it's just going to help you with if you've got a hundred millimeter lens on, 
you'll be able to shoot 80th of a second and it won't be all blurry. Mm. Mm. Um, and it goes the same with like if you've got that 23 mil on, which is an 18 mil equivalent on a full frame, you're, you know, you'll probably be able to go to like fifth of a second mm. or, or a quarter of a second, which, mm. which is great. It just helps you kind of get that flow and you could kind of get down nice and low and you could do a little handheld flow shot. And that's, you know, that's kind of what you want. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, there you have it. The GFX 100. Should be 102. I'm going to nickname it the 102. Yeah, the 102. 102 sounds better anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a bit of a- I would have said know, 102. Enigma. GFX 102. Enigma. Mm. That'll, be the, that'll be the second version, the Enigma version. Yeah. And that so, was yeah, our very, very unscientific- Unscientific approach to the- uh, Rambling, to waffling. <laughs> and uh, I think this is going to be a Geek reasonably- boy. Reasonably regular kind of little segment. We kind of want to drop these in and, and get them up nearly, you know, kind of instantly um, in a way. Um, and they'll probably be like 20 minutes kind of in the news. It kind of saves us talking about it in the podcast. And it mm. doesn't, you know, it kind of, if people don't want to listen to that 20-minute ramble, 25-minute ramble in between a podcast itself, they just want to have a bit of fun. But this is kind of targeted towards being a bit more of a nerd and, you know, talking about photo stuff. Yeah. Except, yeah, except I just can't keep up with the nerd lingo. Like, can't I can't do it. I, like, I'm nerdy, <laughs> but I cannot regurgitate you just, nerdy. You just mind, your it. mind doesn't flip around that way, does nah, it? No, <laughs> no. Nah. The mind kind of goes, it's actually going on a, quite a straight line tonight, which is nice. Mm. Probably because I've only had one beer so far, mm. one and a bit. Mm. But that'll change soon. All right. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Um, yep. Make sure you follow us on all our Instagram, What the Focus Podcast, everywhere. Also, send us your questions for the real podcast on What the Focus Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And. Um, yeah, we're about to jump into another episode of What the Focus. So, if you haven't listened to any of them yet, get your mind on it. What are you doing? Yeah, get on it. Get your bloody life sorted out and listen to our podcast. Mm. Okay, bye-bye. See ya.